Hello, and welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty, to the all-exciting and super fantastic episode 30. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think that um, I've recorded 30 of these episodes, you know, especially given that some are so short and some are kind of long, and um, in particular when having guests, I feel like it's hard to get questions across and then have like a conversation because you're also not really seeing them. And so you end up kind of talking over each other a little bit. Um, and so those, those conversations seem to take a lot longer than just kind of normal podcasts. Um, but I want to say, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, podcast number 30. Um, I have kind of my list of, um, you know, random tidbits for today. Um, and I really wanted to start off with, um, Texas. Um, and, um, and in particular, so, um, I'm, I'm typing quickly here so I can look something up. Um, and really the winter storms that traveled through Texas that brought down power grids and did all kinds of craziness to Texas. Um, got me thinking quite a bit about Texas. So for those of you who are not uh, aware, um, I grew up in Alaska and um, Alaskans take a great, um, <laughs> great insult that Texans believe that Texas is so great because it's such a large state because um, Alaska is like two and a half sizes, the, the time, the size of Texas. And, um, and so in general, Alaskans find Texans really, really obnoxious because of that, because they're always like, oh, you know, huge Texas. And there's always this like, you know, don't fuck with Texas, um, kind of attitude that comes out of Texas. Um, and so my husband and I and daughter, um, had really gotten into this book, The Secret, that has, um, a bunch of riddles with pictures and buried treasure. And so, um, I had gone through to try to solve one of them. And in particular, I tried to solve the one that was in Houston, Texas. And, um, I've also looked at, uh, one, which I believe is in, um, San Francisco. Uh, however, we haven't made, you know, my husband made a trip out to take a look at it, but, um, but the Houston one, we all went together and we spent every day that we were there, you know, we did all kinds of things like went to the zoo and, and, you know, went to the natural history museum and, you know, we, we checked out Houston. We did things around Houston, which was great. Um, however, one of the main things that we were there to do was to try to solve this riddle. And, um, I of course believe that I solved the riddle. However, where I need to dig, um, is in a, um, park that is under a conservatory. So you're not allowed to, um, dig in this particular park. And I even requested access to dig and they said, no. Um, I even said that I would get a, um, you know, master gardener with me to make sure that, you know, where I was digging, wasn't going to endanger any plants or trees. And of course they said, no, um, I, however, you know, took copious notes and, you know, deep down and positive, I know where this treasure is, um, just like every other treasure hunter who's ever looked for any of these things. And the thing is, is you're looking for a box that's like um, kind of a foot by a foot by a foot of plexiglass that was buried like three feet in the ground in, you know, 1980. And um, with no GPS coordinates, right? So it's it's hard enough to find something when you have GPS coordinates. Imagine being given just kind of random clues, and then you know hoping you can just dig till you find it, right? Um, and so we didn't dig, we didn't disturb anything. Um, however, being in um, Houston, there is a big statue of Sam Houston, which then made me go and kind of look up. Um, 
part of the history of Texas, right? And so Texas has always been really, you know, kind of a massive outlier, right? So Sam Houston was elected the president of Texas, right? So not the president of the United States, not the president of, you know, like some Southern colonies, the president of Texas. Um, And so if you're not kind of aware, and, you know, I was never really aware that, that um, there was kind of such issues with Texas, right? So um, September 5th, 1836, Sam Houston was elected president of the Republic of Texas. Yes, you heard it, the Republic of Texas, (laughs) Um, which you know, earned its independence from Mexico um, in kind of a, a military rebellion. Um, and, um, you know, Sam Houston was born in Virginia. Um, they had traveled through Tennessee. Uh, they finally ended up, you know, in um, Texas. And um, they were trying to basically negotiate a truce with the, some of the Native Americans and, and border traders. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> I just, first of all, I did not really know that that we that there had ever been a president of a state, right? Um, and of course, all of this really ties into the Alamo, right? And I've actually been to the Alamo, and I didn't even really realize the history of the Alamo, right? Which was like this crushing blow of um, where basically they lost the Alamo. Um, anyway, so. So Texas really, I think, has a deep-seated root of wanting to not necessarily be one of the states in the United States, um, especially given sort of that whole history and then what went on with the Texas um, power, right? So for those of you who aren't aware, um, there is a Western seaboard power grid and there's an Eastern seaboard power grid. And so there's a line down the middle of the United States and you are either on the Western portion or you're on the Eastern portion. And those power grids are maintained um, and they're maintained well, right? They're maintained to basically not lose power. Um, and they're huge grids, right? Because they cover the entire Western coast of the U S or the entire Eastern coast of the U S. However, Texas has its own power grid. Right. So it didn't want to be on the Western portion or the Eastern portion. So they're doing their own power grid. And um, in 2011, there was a snowstorm and they had big issues and they said, yes, we will deal with it. And obviously they haven't dealt with it. And so um, it it kind of struck me as a Texans are going to be Texans. Right. Um, They definitely have their own. Um, state of mind when it comes to what they are part of and what they're not a part of. And so um, the fact that they don't want to be part of the national power grid, which every other state, every other state is a part of, um, I think really speaks to how much um, they want kind of independence uh, from our overarching kind of United States-ness, right? So anyways, there's your kind of weird tidbits that during this last power, um, this last power issue with the snowstorms, I was like, wow, you know, Texas really, they're out there. They are definitely out there. Um, All right, so we had an issue where um, our daughter uh, was holding a glass container. She was going to shake it. We were marinating something and she hid it on the edge of the counter and it broke one of the tiles. Now, about a year ago, we laid new tiles for our countertops. Um, and the molding on the edges and the corners are definitely kind of some of the hardest pieces. And it completely like mangled this corner piece. 
And, you know, my husband who doesn't deal well with those types of things was, you know, a really disappointed, but B, um, just kind of like, I don't ever want to do anything to make the house look better or be any better because, you know, everything just gets broken. Everything just gets broken. And, um, it is one of the things with having a child that we have realized is that it pushes you. It pushes you to have somebody who's in your house and in your life that doesn't obey the same types of rules, um, you know, doesn't kind of have the same sets of values, right? So when it comes to like things around the house, you know, my husband can say, hey, like I'd like it done this way. And of course I'll do it, right? He asked me to do it. I'll do it that way, sure. Um, but you can ask a nine-year-old and you'll kind of get whatever the hell you're going to get. And so it's kind of like having a bad roommate. Um, and it makes you be a bit more flexible. And so I think with that flexibility um, comes a bit of understanding about um, about how human develops, right? Which I've never really paid attention to. And so watching as somebody, right? So, so she's got this in-your-face personality. She always has had this in-your-face personality. And you see how um, repeated mistakes shift the way she wants to approach certain things. You see how um, her strong belief, you know, in something really pushes her one direction or the other. And so it's, it's like watching a little experiment kind of in front of your eyes. And I, I only want to kind of create paths and avenues for her that lead her down good, fruitful paths, right? Like that lead her to things that I think are positive for her. And what I'm finding is that um, I can try, <laughs> but that's not, that's not actually the way that like life works, right? So you can kind of set up these little paths all you want. And in the end, um, she's really going to pick her own route. And so, you know, having those kind of paths there for her is great but she will decide kind of which direction she's going to go in. And there isn't a whole hell of a lot I can do about it. And so, you know, seeing her break stuff, seeing her learn from mistakes, um, you know, makes me question a lot of like my overarching parenting techniques. And, you know, if you've listened to the past handful of podcasts, you've known that the school stuff's really been stressing me out. I've been struggling a ton, a ton, a ton. It's been really, really hard. And today, we were, she was doing some work and it was like, you know, doing basic math and she would answer one portion of the problem and then just sit there and answer one part. You know, it was this constant nagging, nagging, nagging. And I hate it. I hate being the nagger. I hate being the one who has to sit there and ride her. And so, um, you know, I had made a comment like, look, you know, like I'm trying to work and I, I want to get this done. I want you to get your homework done. And, you know, as soon as we can finish this stuff up, like we can go and we can do something fun and she mocked me, right? Like she sassily mocked me and instantly, you know, my temper wanted to flare out of control, right? Like scream and basically like send her to a room and ground her for the rest of her life. And, um, and instead I was like, please take your stuff and just go to your room and do your work, right? Like just pick your stuff up and, you know, like obviously you need space, I need space. And, you know, the much more mellow approach with her, um, was way better. It was just way better. <laughs> you know, she came back in when she got stuck. We, we got through her work. Um, there was no more kind of issues. 
But I can see how, like, when I escalate, it makes her escalate, and we both escalate, and it just basically turns into, like, World War III in our house. And so me being the adult, I'm trying to be a bit more patient, a bit more understanding, a bit more um, of the centered person. And it's just, it's not me, right? Like, I am a control freak. I am, <laughs> it's just, it's not in my nature, right? Like, I'm like, ah. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really trying um, and so every day, um, I make a note to myself to try, um, again, for any of those who know me, I'm a massive list maker, right? Like I'll make lists until the cows come home. I'll put stuff on my list just so I can mark it off my list. Cause I love lists. I'm a list lady. <laughs> Should be my podcast like name list lady. Um, but now I write down every single morning on my list, be kind and be patient, be kind and be patient. And what I'm finding is that even today, I wanted to lose my shit. I just wanted to lose it. And I was spun up and I was in a shit mood. And I looked at my list. Be kind, be patient. We took a break from homework. We disco danced. It turns out that when you're teaching your kid to like disco and swing dance and you got the music cranked, it's insanely difficult to be in a crap mood. So it was like instantly, we both kind of felt better. And, um, and I just kind of kept coming back to my list, be kind, be patient. And so I think there's actually something really true about if you write something down and you focus on it, it really does, you, you can kind of, I'm not, I don't want to use the word manifest, but you can get yourself to be kind of in a line with that, right? So if I just kind of keep telling myself, be patient, be kind, be patient, um, all of a sudden, you know, I am a bit more patient. I am a bit more kind. Um, and I think, you know, that's the direction I want to go. Right. So, um, so that's my, uh, you know, kids are not the best roommates. They're not roommates I would choose. Um, but she is who she is. Right. So, um, be kind and be patient, be kind and be patient. Um, we, just finished up a magnificent novel called The Magical Misfits. And it was written by Neil Patrick Harris. And for anybody who is anybody, right, it's Doogie Hauser. <laughs> um, and we loved it. He has secret messages in the book. He teaches um, magic tricks in the book, which, you know, um, a daughter has gone through to learn and practice and practice and practice and practice. Um, it is not a short book and it captivated both of us, you know, kind of all the way through. We loved the characters. Um, you know, we were sitting on the seat of our pants with suspense and um, we finished it and she was like, are there any more? And of course there are. And so, you know, we bought the next book. Um, but I highly recommend it, whether whether you have kids or not. Um, it's just a fun read. And especially if you're an adult, you know, you'll kind of cruise through it. Of course it, you know, it revolves around children. Um, but it's just, it's a very well-written, fun, fun book. And you can definitely see Neil Patrick Harris is, um, just very, very excited, exuberant personality comes through in the story, um, from the narrator. And it, and it's, 
and it's fun to read. It's just a really fun book to read. And so that's my kind of recommendation for anybody who's out there um, who's looking for just a fun, quick read, um, The Magical Misfits by Neil Patrick Harris. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it really, what I found was um, my daughter would actually sit and try to go through and read it. And it's probably a grade above her. Um, and so she stumbled over a lot of the words. And so, you know, I would kind of have to help her. And, um, and so, you know, we would read it together. She would read it by herself. Um, but just, you know, really, really fantastic story, just great story. So, um, truly, truly recommending it. All right. Two other things I wanted to cover. Um, my first one is I do now have a Spotify kind of spring of 2021, get your groove on playlist, um, up on Spotify. So you can look for me, Christina Scoville, and, um, you can listen to it on Spotify. If you don't have, it's just an app you can put on your phone, download it and, um, stream away. Uh, hopefully it kind of gets you dancing and grooving. Um, there is, you know, there is one song on there that, that, um, (laughs) I added because I was really in the mood for it. And now I'm thinking about removing it, which is black hole sun. Um, it is not a dance song. It is not a groovy song. And, you know, it's just kind of like when I was building it kind of, that's where I was. And, um, so when it comes on, I'm constantly like, Oh, I should just fast forward. So if you hear it and it bothers you, you know, let me know. (laughs) Maybe we just take it off the playlist. Um, and, uh, and lastly, um, one of my, well, my BFF, um, had said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking at some point, maybe you can, you know, read tarot cards for me. I am not a tarot card reader, right? I did tell you at the beginning of the year when I kind of laid out the year, um, I am going through and, you know, looking at my tarot cards a little bit more. And so, um, if you're out there and you are just jonesing to have somebody flip over three random cards for you and, and lay out what the, um, cards according to Christina have to say for you, drop me a line. Um, and, uh, and maybe after I get done with my BFFs, I'll, uh, I'll go through and read your cards for you and tell you, you know, what the future, according to, um, according to the nightmare before Christmas has to say for you. Um, I will say that I, you know, with cards and decks of cards, I am always surprised at how they kind of lead me full circle often. Um, I don't put too much stock in like, oh, you know, the death card, I'm going to die. Um, I, I, I never read them literally like that, right? It's, it's more along the lines of, you know, great change, um, painful events, those types of things. Um, and they just, they seem to, they seem to kind of help, right? They seem to kind of help in the way that like, you know, look towards the future kind of in this, in this aspect and, um, and you'll see a bit of benefit, and, um, and they've been, it's been, it's been working for me. So if you, uh, are, you know, randomly thinking, yeah, I kind of would like to see what, uh, you know, the next six months a year have to hold for you according to the random deck of tarot, <laughs> let me know, let me know. Um, and I'm now going through my long list to wrap this. I think I said I had two, I had three, uh, my final my final note, um, my final note is, um, do you fold your underwear? That's my final note in the overly obsessive, compulsive perfectionist that I am. I fold underwear. My underwear drawers, you know, spotless, right? It has, you know, I, I think I told you I went through and I cleaned everything out. I've got, you know, a great stack of my favorite underwear. They are folded precisely. They come out of the dryer. They get folded precisely. Do you fold your underwear? 
right? Um, it turns out, you know, you can Google this and there are, you know, strong believers that folding underwear is a great thing. And there's people who just kind of huck them into a drawer. Um, my daughter is a huck them into the drawer type person. I fold her underwear, they're stacked. She hucks them into a drawer. So it is of zero use to her to, uh, to fold all of her underwear. Um, so do you fold your underwear? And if so, why? Um, I know that there's a lot of lady folks out there who often will match bras and, um, panties, right? So they'll go through to match to make sure that like, you know, their, their panties match their bra color or style or whatever. Um, but do you fold them? And when you fold them, do you put them together? Like do you put them together as a pair? Um, if you're men, do you fold your boxers? Do you fold your briefs? Um, you know, do you fold? What do you, what do you do with the undies? Right. I think socks are, you know, kind of universal. You want to pair them up. Right. But undies, what exactly do you do? So there you go. That is, uh, the mundane, the honest, the, we're chugging through this. Um, I do believe I want to say, it's either today or tomorrow. Uh, we're coming it's, it's a year, 365 whole days of COVID lockdowny, um, pain and suffering. And, um, and, you know, like I said before, schools are opening up here. Things are just going to open up. So I kind of feel like it's going to be the roll of the dice. So you may be getting a lot of honesty about my feelings of COVID um, here in the next, you know, three, four weeks. So thanks for tuning in and uh, I'll catch you on the flip side.